All right, let's make this happen in three, two, one. Monday, November 21st, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with three special people for the final Maction podcast of 2022. First, the one that you know and you love, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Crazy to even think that Maction is, has come and gone already. Come and gone to an end, just like a draw in the World Cup. First game, 6-2, and then, of course, Netherlands, 2-0, and they want to score two late goals, doesn't hit the over, and then USA. <sighs> Welcome back to your Maction podcast, Big Cat. Are you okay after this debacle? of a Monday of first games. It, you know, when a draw feels like a loss, it's just a loss of a day. That's it. That's all he's got. Zans, you, you, I don't even think you care about soccer, do you? I call it football. There it is. Um, I don't know. It's always good to talk to you guys on the phone because, let's face it, we've all got faces for podcasting. So Absolutely. I, I, I have said that I, I, I wanted to be a television weatherman, and I was told that I had a face for radio a long time ago. So there is no question about that. We have some matching games that we've got to get into. Maybe Stritz will give us a World Cup winner for tomorrow. Who knows? Let's get into it. Tomorrow night, Bowling Green getting seven on the road at Ohio, over under 54 and a half. Gentlemen, the Bowling Green Eagles, or are they the Falcons? They're the Falcons. The Bowling Green Falcons are bowl eligible. Yeah, and they have slim hopes to keep their title alive. Um, well, who's the one guy that we've talked about all action long? Curtis with a K. Well, guess what? Curtis with a K is questionable with a knee injury. Late breaking news. Um, I think the we got a, a little slip from the water polo team. Um, Ohio's rattled off six in a row after losing their first one. Um, you know, Curtis being questionable at home. I mean, Bowling Green certainly battled back um, after the Kent State debacle two weeks ago. I think you could see this one being pretty close. Um, you know, in my mind, I, even though Ohio's the heavy, you know, over touchdown favorite. I kind of like Bowling Green to cover this one. Zans? Uh, for some, something about it is old McDonald just he he's just gonna deliver like he has for for Fermi all year. What do you think, Zans? Yeah, I mean, what's going on here is that we finally have a game where both teams have something to play for. You look at the scenarios: Ohio locks up their side of the division with a win. Bowling Green. If they win and Buffalo loses to Kent State, which is an option, then they take it. So, you know, and they're playing before that Buffalo game, which isn't until Saturday. So they're going to go balls to the wall. I think because of that context, I like the over here. Um, we saw last game we talked about that something was going to have to give with Curtis Schwartz going up against the best pass D in the MAC, And he had a pretty good game. But you know what the Bootcats did? They just transitioned to the ground game. Bangura had his best game of the season, looked like an animal, just dragging defenders along. So 
if Curtis is a little limited or even out, I think they can just change up the game plan and score points in the same way possible. And I think Bowling Green must have figured something out on offense that we wrote them off after that, you know, nine point sort of showing two weeks ago. Um, but McDonald had a career game. So I like points here. I like the over 55 is kind of a high number. But if Orc plays and this whole injury thing is kind of a decoy, they put up 40 in their sleep and then 55 hits in the third quarter. Um, but they could stretch there either way. So, I mean, watch the injury report first and foremost. See if he can play. God knows the Mac doesn't give any sort of information out. So you might not know until it's too late. But that's an important part of this game. But I like the over more than I like touching this line in any place. You know, sort of dependent on the quarterback situation. Loving over. Fermi, do you have anything more for your bowling green? Yeah, so I'm actually with CZ on this one. The only other thing that CZ and I agree on typically are how bad the Gators are, and they proved that this last weekend. Oh. Um, I, I I like the over if Rourke plays. I think that's a big deal. I, I do agree that Bangura had a big game last week. Um, they, they le- they've leaned on him a lot, actually, at 23 carries. Chody can carry the load, but I think Rourke has to play for me to like that over. Um but McDonald's been efficient all year. I mean, he even missed a couple games. And, I mean, his, his completion percentage isn't great, but he's, he moves the ball um, and doesn't turn it over very much. So if both quarterbacks are in, I think this this gets over 55. If you hear any movement in the background, that's Mrs. Goose just in and out of doors. She's upset because I told her that we're going to Miami, but little did she know it was in Ohio. Miami of Ohio <laughs> at home. Minus three, over under, 44 and a half against Ball State. Jokes galore, but one thing that isn't funny, gentlemen, one of these two teams is not going to a bowl, and one of them is signing the dotted line tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, Miami beating NIU, like what an accomplishment. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at it, um, the uh, – Miami, Mac Hippenhammer, he's got two back-to-back 100-yard games. Um, they're starting to hit their groove a little bit. I think on the other side of the ball for Ball State, we've talked about Camp, uh, Parson Steele. They're going to pound the rock. This is going to be just an ugly, ugly game. I saw the line earlier today at 46 and a half, so the fact that it's dropped two points. Um, I don't know if we have our, our weatherman uh, bags on or – or, you know, the team, everyone realizes how bad these teams are. But it's that, that over at, at 44 and a half is just so tempting, um, especially when you look at the Red Hawks scoring 27 in two of their last three games. Um, you know, Brent Gabbard or Avion Smith um, for, for Miami, it doesn't matter. I think they're going to get the job done. And I think that, that over, it's just, it's so tempting. Zans? Yeah, this, there's not a lot of offense in this game. These two teams sort of struggle. I mean, the bright spot, kind of the shining stars, Carson Steele, obviously, of Ball State, the sophomore. When you look at two teams playing for bowl eligibility, you look at sort of, you know, who wants it more. Um, and when I look at Carson Steele, just as a man with that flowing gold mullet, there's no chance he's not going to play his absolute heart out to, like, go down to the New Orleans Bowl and just crush some ebony cougars or something. He's he's got to go bowling. He cannot stay home. I think he wins this game single handedly. I'm on Ball State money line because Carson Steele needs to go somewhere warm and just sow his oats. And I think he'll make it happen. 
Fermi, are you taking the sow your wild oats card or are you passing? I'm honestly, I would completely pass on this game. I think this is a, a literal coin flip. I want nothing to do with it. Say when, oh boy, I just looked at this line. It's just so ugly. Directional Michigan game, Central Michigan, minus one and a half, Eastern Michigan at home, 54 and a half total. Seven and four Eastern Michigan. Your Chippewas are four and seven. Strits, are we popping any pimples this week, or are we just calling it a day with the old Chippewas? I mean, can someone please tell me how on earth Eastern Michigan at seven and four with a win at Kent State are dogs at home to the Sharks? Bert Emanuel. That's why. I mean, you really—he's that much of a difference maker. I, I'm not saying he did. Well, he is that much of of a game changer. Like he can take it to the house at any point in time. Yeah, I know. I know. He's 87, 87 against Buffalo. I just this feels to me, and again, maybe maybe this is just um, you know a classic case of uh, setting the old mousetrap. But I'm telling you, Eastern Michigan looks great. They, they have performed better on the road than home, so maybe that's playing into a little bit. But EMU plus two at home, great running game. I don't think CMU has been really able to stop too many people. Um, I mean, the only thing that can stop uh, WMU is in the snow. I think that money line is just so tempting. Zans? Yeah, the, the line seems a little fishy, but, you know, I made the comment last week about EMU with their home and road splits in conference. They are now 4-0 on the road and 0-3 at home. So a loss here would cement the 0-4, 4-0, you know, double fecta that we've never seen. I said the Bush administration, I made that up. I need to go back to Jimmy Carter at this point before somebody does something that stupid nice. in this in this conference. But like, you know, I'm looking at who's got something to play for. CMU is not going bowling no matter what. Eastern Michigan's had a nice season, but Toledo's already locked up that side of the conference. You know, Eastern Michigan's got a senior quarterback they might want to send out with kind of a home win. That's old Taylor Powell. Uh, he's got an NIL deal from the local Ipsilanti Ford dealership where he's going to work immediately after graduating. So he's got no prospects. Uh-huh. I just, I don't really see what's happening here. I think that snow game last week, you know, credit to me for fully admitting that I didn't check the weather and we whiffed on that. <laughs> it was just absolutely terrible. Bert couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, I haven't seen a worse powder-induced performance since our old mutual friend Charlie Steiner at basically every FGC. So it was a really bad oh, game. Geez. I don't, you know, understand this oh. line even a little bit. Um, what so you gonna, lack in I'm content, you're just I'm making... I'm doing a Fermi and I'm going past. Oh, my God. What you lack in content right now, you make in just, just, just gashing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, so hard. No one will get it. So few of us. Directional Michigan West, plus eight and a half, at home against Toledo, over under 53 and a half. Big Cat, what do you got? I mean, if, if Homer was here, he'd be probably talking about rockets and DPs and dogs and weird like last year. Um, I'll tell you what, I could care less about this game. That's what I'm going to say. Beautiful. Zans, I assume you're the same? Well, we we tried to talk ourselves into last week saying Toledo had already locked up the division then. And we're like, yeah, but there's two games left. You want to stay fresh. 
you know, get your work in, not roll over. And then they just laid the egg. So this week they have even less to play for. It's locked up. Now they're, you're talking about resting starters, resting the water boy. They might not even show up. The fact that they're on the road over a touchdown favorite and again, it has little to nothing to do with anything as far as they're concerned is sort of baffling to me. And we know that Western Michigan's as trash as they come, but like, I just don't see any sort of effort on the other side. I actually don't mind the under here and goose close your ears when I say under, but I mean, the, the line is 53. Like if we're talking about second stringers and WMU who cannot move the ball whatsoever, one last week scoring 12 points in the snowball. Um, you know, if this total was in the forties, I might take the under, but at 53, I'm making my chops. I like that more than any of the lines because you just don't know who's going to play and how hard in some games like this. But I think the total, you can actually kind of play with more here. For me? Yeah, I'm, I like Toledo in this one. I know they don't have much to play for, but I'm pretty confident their second team is a, approximately Western Michigan's caliber first team. I, I think Toledo wins this going away at least double digits. So I'll be on the Toledo side of this. And that the previous game, since you didn't circle back to me there, Deuce. Sorry. I'm going I'm going over on Central and Eastern Michigan. I'll I'll be honest with I you. I didn't I, I didn't think you were I, gonna have I any comment on it. See action. I think there could be chaos in that game. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't think that you were gonna take anything. I'm sorry, I should have asked. No, that. it's okay. It's okay. See what happens when you assume you just Why would you ask why would you ask him? Well, to be honest with you, he did say at the beginning he really didn't have much to offer. So, you know, I wasn't assuming. Uh, I always have an opinion. I always have an opinion. True. That's true. I, I do respect you guys for that. Um, Kent State, four and seven, uh, getting three and a half on the road at Buffalo. Uh, over under is 53 and a half. Buffalo looking to get in a bowl game. Again, I don't know how much this means. I'm not sure how many teams from the MAC get to go or qualify. Uh, I haven't looked at those bowl bids, but I mean, I'd like to believe that. You know the home favorites here uh, pull it out. I, I really don't know what Kent's playing for unless this is their Super Bowl. Well, I mean Buffalo's playing for a lot because their game last week against Akron. If you remember from the Bills having to go to Detroit um, to play a home game, Buffalo and Akron was suspended indefinitely. They're not making the game up. So this is this is it for for Buffalo. They're five and five. Securing eligibility, securing a trip to the MAC championship—like there's a tremendous amount on the line for them. Um, and I think Kent State, you know, we were we were wrong, and we we're wrong, and we we're wrong about them. So I, I don't think it's a time to really start, um, you know, going for Kent State. I think Buffalo is going to come out motivated um, at home, even though I don't know where home technically will be with the weather. Um, kind of like Buffalo to pull this one out. Zans. At the moment, the weather looks good, and the game should be in Buffalo. But, yeah, Buffs have all everything to play for, right? This is to go to the MAC championship. There's some weird loophole in the MAC bylaws, which I'm sure are scribbled on the back of a fireball bottle. The <laughs> Buffalo can go with a 5-2 and two record over a Bowling Green or Ohio with a 6-2 and two record. So they can have one less win in conference, identical amounts of losses, but they get to go not the other two teams because of the Akron cancellation. Now, you know, 99% of the time they're going to beat Akron last week, no matter what. So it's probably moved, but I just think it's a silly thing overall. But yeah, buffs by four is the line here. I think they cover that. Um, 
in theory, they're an extra week healthier, fresher, kind of with the with the bye week. Although in the MAC, I think you know people are probably getting fatter and drunker as opposed to healthier and fitter when they don't play in the week. So it could work against them. But you know, we'll, we'll roll the Buffs here. They look like the class of the MAC most of the season. They've sort of been up and down recently. They ran into the boot camp bus bus all two weeks ago. But uh, we like them here. Uh, Fermi. Yeah, I, I like Buffalo as well, and I think it's solely based on the reason they have something to play for. I do like Kent State. I thought Cooper was played a really good game. I mean, he's fun to watch, man. He's electric, had a really good season. But I, I think Buffalo doubles find a way to, to, to win. Akron at Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois minus 9.5 at home, over under 54.5. Boy, this game just screams the big cat. Yeah, this is going to be something we haven't said for three other uh, the fourth consecutive week. Rocky Lombardi is questionable for this game. Um, you know, Akron is one of those teams that one and nine this year. They, you know, I think it was almost like a win that they didn't have to play and get beat by Buffalo last week. Um, you look at that line, you're like, oh, Akron's so bad. It's a road game. Northern Illinois is so much less bad. Um, I think this is like the old cover special by the Zips. They do this a couple times a year. We correctly called it um, against EMU. Um, I, I kind of, some strange reason, um, I'm, I'm loving Akron just scoring a couple of late points and just, you know, losing by, losing by eight. Zans? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Akron back door is not only a deviant, deviant sexual act, it's just our favorite bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's exactly what you want. It's tried, it's trustworthy, and it's a little messy. But, you know, 10 points is too much. Rocky's not playing. He's already got his acting career all lined up to be the new villain on Cobra Kai. Looks just like that guy. He's good to go. He's not playing. He doesn't care. Portland, Illinois is, is trash without him, quite frankly. And Akron, same thing with the rest. You know, they didn't play. DJ Irons is a nice player. They have some pieces at receiver. You know, they'll mess some things up, but the fourth quarter points, you're covering 10 all day. I would not flirt with the money line, you know, and if you could tease it up as part of a parlay and, and get closer to two touchdowns there, I think it's almost a guarantee. Fermi. Yeah, for the record, we've talked more about Rocky Lombardi. That dude hasn't taken a snap since we started matching. <laughs> He's... He's getting his share. Um, the other question I was going to ask you guys, if we thought Akron would score more points this weekend or Argentina goals tomorrow morning against Saudi Arabia, um, I might take Argentina. I don't know that Akron's going to get on the board. I, they're, gonna, they're, they're not a good team. I understand they could certainly backdoor cover, but I, I would take NIU in this one, even though it's a meaningless game. Stritz, the over-under on Argentina – in Saudi Arabia, the first time it hits plus money is at three and a half. So that actually means that will Akron score more than a field goal is the first question. And the second question is, is do we take over three and a half for plus 145 Argentina, Saudi Arabia, or plus 130 for Denmark, Tunisia, or... Over 140 for Mexico and Poland. Excuse me, over two and a half at plus 140 for Mexico, Poland. Stritz, you're on the line. 
I, I mean, I looked at this. The one team I talked about that I loved was the Danish Dynamite. I saw that uh, Denmark minus one and a half is going to get you like plus 190 or plus 200. That looks so appealing to me. Um, I also saw that um, Argentina minus one and a half is like minus 185, which is insane to win by two goals and you can't even can't even come close to evening up. Um, so I think for me, I would, I'm probably not going to go Argentina two and a half, but I would look really strongly at uh, Denmark minus one and a half because um, I just think it's probably going to be a three nothing game. Who's three nothing? Denmark. So I want to take over two and a half instead of over three and a half for the game. No, I don't. I I want you to take Denmark minus one and a half. I don't want to take Denmark minus one and a half. Because if Tunisia does something and then all of a sudden they start scoring goals and it's two one. That overhits. Then why don't you do that? Well, I'm asking you. I don't think Tunisia scores, personally. I just he, don't. He I just, just told you, Goose. He just told you. Well, I just want to make sure. No, no. What he wanted, he wanted me to say, um, please please play the over. I think it's a great play. Well, ah. is, uh, is in Saudi Arabia and Argentina, is that a 4-0 game? It might be 6-0. I would consider doing that. I mean, that's a 5 a.m. but I, the I like that before. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, way, the way they looked the other day, they could have scored nine goals. There it is, ladies they didn't and even gentlemen. Play, they didn't even play Martinez, who, who um, who's their best striker. So it's just going to be unbelievable. I walk into my building every day at 6.55. By the time that I actually get into my room and look at the scores on ESPN at 7 o'clock, I want that game to be 4 nothing. So, I'm taking over for Argentina, Saudi Arabia at 5 a.m. Outstanding. I love it. I love it. I probably won't watch a, a second of that game, but that's okay, people. So, Stritz, any final thoughts here on the final Maction podcast of the season? Well, you hear that? My cat just cried. We come in with the winning record, um, and we expect to leave with a winning record in that match in this year. So it's been a privilege to work with my partner, Mr. Zans, and just um, have a great time talking about players that uh, very few people know about. Zans, final thoughts. It's just, you know, it's a lot of fun. We've had two winning weeks out of three. We hope to make it four with an overall winning record. That's all, you know, we can ask for. You know, if I've offended anybody with my rhetoric, I just don't want to apologize, particularly Steve McNair's family. I, I do what I do. I'm controversial. This is an action. You can take this or leave us. But unlike Roma the Homer, people love to download and listen. Ooh. Fermi, any final thoughts for you dealing with, with those boys on that side of the state? Yeah, well, thanks to the Maction guys. It's been fun, of course. It's not over. We still have bowls and, and of course, World Cup uh, rounding out for the next month. Um, my final bet that will happen tomorrow is going to be a Robert Lewandowski anytime goal at plus 150 for Poland. I think it's going to happen against Mexico, so I will be on that. Beautiful. This has been the third day in a row that you have been getting your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. And we're just getting started, people. I'm going to talk to the rest of the Anonymous Gam Gamblers podcast crew. We're thinking about rebranding, so it may not be Anonymous Gamblers anymore because, well, you know, people who look for Gamblers Anonymous find us and then 
that actually raises the max in total. So it's okay if you if you are listening to this podcast and you have a serious issue, please call one eight hundred Gambler and and actually get some serious help. That's all joking aside because. I see that we have people that have entered the live studio. So if you're still here and listening and seeking uh, gambling help, this is not the place for you. So when we rebrand, you won't be able to find us anymore. So for potentially our final Maction podcast ever on the Anonymous Gamblers Podcast Network, for Mr. Fermi, for the Big Cat, and for Zans, I am Dr. Goose, and we want to thank you for joining us here as it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys soon.